0: Hi hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Jen Davis Design. And I'm Giselle, owner of Wander Design Co. We're so excited to welcome you to Better, a
1: brand designer podcast. We have open and honest discussions about what it's really like to run a design business. Diving into the stuff you just don't see on Instagram. We're all about giving you actionable
0: advice and fostering a supportive community of the co-workers you're missing.
1: Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. welcome back to Better the Brand Designer podcast. We're so happy to be hanging out with you guys for this time. Um, As y'all know, we always start out our episodes with a little intro question break the ice. So um, Giselle, what are your favorite places to get paid stock photos?
0: So my favorite ones are Adobe Stock. And earlier this year, I found Moyo Studio on Instagram and if you guys don't know who they are, they're this adorable couple that is living it up in Europe and they just created their own online business making mock ups and like stock photos for other creatives in you know online. And their quality is so good and you can do so many different things with their mock ups that I absolutely love them. That's
1: awesome. And they're
0: also just really great people. <laughs> so those two are my go to's.
1: I've been seeing um, Moyo mock-ups like, everywhere. And they their yeah. style is very, like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's, like, boho vintage. Like, tans and, like, burgundies and brick color. Like, it just is so beautiful. So they do really, really good work. Yeah, and, like, refined and kind of minimalist in a way. My favorite place to get mock-ups, I have to say creative market. I know that's a really, like, lame answer. But, like, if I need to get, like, a paid mock-up, like, I, had, I was doing a brand project for a client – Um, that wanted to move into like face oils. And so I needed to get like a very specific type of mock-up for that project. And Creative Market was the place for me to go for that. I found some really, really great um, mock-ups and, you know, the client ended up loving them. Um, But in terms of like stock photography, um, if I'm working with a client that just does not have a budget for a brand photo shoot, which happens a lot, I would say Stocksy is probably the place that I would go for like beautiful, um, stock photography. It's, it's like stock photography that doesn't look like stock photography. It's, um, it's, it's gorgeous and they're not cheap. Like you will be paying like over a hundred dollars sometimes too for some nice photos, but it's cheaper than the client having to, you know, do a whole custom brand photo shoot with a photographer. So definitely recommend stocksy.com.
0: Okay, I'm going to check them out because I have some clients that need something like that and they can afford that, but they can't afford like doing a complete brand shoot or whatever.
1: Yes, it's great. And I think they have – I'm not sure if they have a a membership where you can download a certain number. I think it might have to be just individual. Like a bulk of credits or something? Yeah, like – I think maybe you can buy credits, maybe not. Um, definitely check it out. But yeah, Stocksy. Sometimes I just go on there and look for like inspiration images. Um, oh, it's nice. a great place to go for a mood boarding and um, finding some of the just beautiful. Like they they definitely like don't just let anyone submit photography. Like they have a certain style and it's very young and fresh and, and new and different. Like, yeah, they definitely have a vibe and I'm digging it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I I was on iStock this morning, which is why I wrote that question in for us. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because one of my clients, um, I white label for them. So I use their stuff and she has iStock and I was looking up something and just completely random photos come up. Sometimes you guys know what I'm talking about where you're just laughing. Like, how does this exist? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And this one was an old man's knee and on that knee was a face of an old man photoshopped in there in pain. Like just his face on a knee. I'm like, what the heck?
1: As soon as you mentioned eye stalk and weird images, the image of the old man with the old man photoshopped on his knee came to mind because I know exactly what photo you're talking about. <laughs> and that is so crazy. What the heck is up I with spend that a lot of time. Um, I, I work with a client um, and I do social for them and they have a Getty Images account. Um, and Getty is definitely like probably on the higher end of stock photography, but there is some weird stuff in there. Like (laughs) there are sometimes like, I find like, like pictures of dogs wearing sunglasses when I'm researching for like healthy food. I'm like, why did this turn? Like, what did you put in the keywords that made this photo show? Like, what are you doing? It's so bad. (laughs) It's honestly so funny there. I think there used to be a Tumblr blog a long time ago of like, weird stock photography and it's usually like women <laughs> smiling eating yogurt
0: laughing at your salad thing. Uh, laughing
1: at your salad yeah totally like it's oh, it's so funny the world of stock photography is such an interesting
0: there's probably an instagram account already of that i should look it up
1: yeah it's such an interesting place like it, it's it definitely yeah. is pretty crazy so <laughs> oh <laughs> amazing. Man.
0: Okay. One, one last thing before we move on on this, um, you should definitely share some of your favorite creative market links for branding and things like that, because I've been looking for some, and I'm sure some of you guys are looking for some too. I'll do a
1: roundup in the Facebook group. Yeah. If you're not already in the Facebook group, jump on in because this week um, that this episode releases, I'll do a little roundup of my favorite mockups, my favorite creators. Um, I, there are some people that I, like, I see that they make a new font and I just buy it because I know that it's going to be quality. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. sweet.
0: Well, um, today we are jumping into the second part of what was supposed to be one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the time management section of our day in the life. Um, if you guys haven't heard that episode before, go ahead and check it out either before or after this one because I don't think the order matters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Time management is something that is really kind of near and dear to my heart. I know that um, putting the value of myself and my day and my productivity is something that I'm working on. Um there are days sometimes when I feel like I don't get enough done and then I like totally beat myself up. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with. And so I'm working on not allowing like my productivity, like being a slave to my productivity, if that makes sense. I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, So these time management tips, like on the other hand, like If you are trying to maximize the amount of time that is in your day and like get get as much as you possibly can done, um, take these all with a grain of salt. These are what have worked for me. Everyone is going to have different things that resonate with them. Um, So we just hope that maybe you find one or two things here that maybe might work for you.
0: Especially like if you're working from home or if you're still working in an office or something, hopefully you'll still find like one or two tips in here that you can apply try out and hopefully makes your day more productive.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. But always remind yourself that your productivity does not equal your value. <laughs> Just little yoga teacher yep. <laughs> like input there. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so the first thing that I like to do to maximize our productivity, this is something I do every single day, is I um, at the beginning of the day, I will determine two things that I want to accomplish that day. Just two. I know that like I am way I am definitely capable of getting more than two things done in a day, but I found that if I narrow it down to just two things that I want to accomplish by the end of the week, if I'm working five days, then I will have accomplished ten things, which I am I'm happy with. Um, maybe one of those things would be finish up a brand strategy and send to client. So like there are a lot of little steps that go into that, so that's like a big thing. So it's not like check my email. You know, that's something that I don't need to like (laughs) put as one of my two things, like let's be (laughs) real. Um, but it's just, it's like big things like that, like, uh, um, like schedule Mm. client call, finish questionnaire, send a client or whatever. Like that, that will be like one thing. Um, and so I found that when I have those two things, it helps me kind of come back to those priorities. Um, and like helps me kind of remember, okay, like, I need, like, I have this amount of time left. Have I got my two things done? Like, when am I going to get the second thing done? That really helps me stay kind of on top of my priorities for the day. And then the other thing that I do every single day is I set timers on my phone that I want to get a certain task done in. So say I'm working on creating social graphics for my retainer client. I'll set a timer for one hour and even better if I start like on the hour, like 10 a.m. started. By 11 a.m. I will have completed this task. I put away everything else. I turn my phone like off or upside down or, you know, throw it in the bathroom or whatever. And um, I just put my head down and I get to work and it's, it's kind of fun too, because then I can check the clock and be like, okay, like I, I need to get one graphic done every 10 minutes, you know? And like, I know that by the end I'll have gotten six graphics done and that would be my goal for the hour. So it's kind of like a game, like I get to race myself, you know, obviously still keeping quality in mind, but that really helps me, um, know that, okay, well by 1 PM, I will have gotten this test done so then I can take a lunch break and then I can do this. So that's super, super helpful for me.
0: That's a really good practice for you to get faster at things, too, because you're like constantly on the edge of almost being a little uncomfortable because you're pushing yourself. Like, how much faster can I do this? Yes. And I'm all about that. I'm all about like pushing yourself. That's so great. Yes.
1: It helps me also (laughs) notice the little time wasting things that like pop up into my hour. I'm like, I don't have time to check Instagram right now. I'm trying to get six social media graphics done before 1 p.m., you know, like and like those little things when I'm like, you know, check my phone or. Or, you know, I mean, I love petting my dog, but like, I don't put my dog when I have my timer on, you know, like, there's just, it's, there's so many little things vying for our attention all day, especially if we work from home, let alone if you're a parent, you know, like that's a whole other can of worms. Oh man. Yeah. Those two things are like huge, huge, huge for me. Um, uh, just to run through a few others really quickly. Um, I deleted the email app off of my phone. And not only does this help me with productivity, It helps me keep work in the workplace and like life in the life place, you know, like I'm super (laughs) lucky to be able to work from home, but we've talked about this before. Like there are a lot of struggles associated with that. And I don't check my email until I sit down for work at the beginning of the day because I deleted the email app off my phone. Honestly, there's nothing that I need to know about before I sit down to work. And if there is an emergency my clients have my phone number and they can give me a call. And so that kind of helps me like be more present. And then when I check my email, I'm like, okay, I'm really checking my email now. Like this is like my time to check my email. So that has helped. Yes. So if there are apps that you find yourself going back to again and again and again, maybe it's Instagram. Maybe you delete Instagram off of your phone during work hours and then redownload it at the end of the day. If you really like, if you're like me and you just can't trust yourself not to click, like do it. It's like such a great way yeah. to kind of help curve yourself towards um, your goals for the day.
0: Before hopping on a recording today, I had to get something done and I said, okay, I have one hour to do it. I'm going to do it right now. it will be as time as efficient as possible. And suddenly I remembered, oh, there was this one book I wanted to get on Amazon. So I went on Amazon and start starting to type the book. And then I'm like, Giselle, if you Finish your task before the hour is up and you still don't it's not time to record yet. Then you can go on Amazon. So get off Amazon right now.
1: (laughs) It's so funny. It's like we're our own worst enemies. Like there's so many little things that I like, I'm like, Jen, what are you doing? You're supposed to be designing this logo. Like, stop it. Yeah, like it's just so funny. Um, a couple other little things I do is I try to set calls at the same time every day if possible. Um so time that I'm going to be, you know, talking to a client or, you know, maybe doing an interest call or um, I will try to set it for noon, um, my time. And I found that that works pretty well for people, um, depending on what time zone people are in, because it's not too early for people who are on the West Coast. It's not too late in the day for people who are on the East Coast or in Europe. Like it just kind of helps me also kind of like with the rhythm of my day yeah and Jen is in Texas yes I'm in the central time zone so like it's kind of central yeah essential so <laughs> but like that helps with the rhythm of my day too because like my I know that like by noon if I don't have like if I have a call then I need to get a lot of things done by nearly like just like Giselle said like okay before we start recording this podcast I need to get this task done and so that helps me like have a little bit of structure and then I'm not as likely to forget about a phone call because my body just kind of like knows it's like, oh, maybe it's time to talk to someone. And then Um, I kind of just it just helps set that structure that we just don't have when we're working from home. So that and then um, the last little tip that I have, um, this is something that I started implementing recently, actually, is that I schedule one CEO day every month that I use for internal projects only. And I found that one day a month is enough for my business where I am at this point. Some of you might, you know, think, wow, that you only need one day a month. I need like five, you know, um, <laughs> but that has helped me like kind of stave off those tasks that like, oh, I need to write a blog post or, you know, I need to schedule social or, you know, I really need to start setting up some things in Dubsado or whatever. Like those little thoughts that pop up while I'm trying to do client work. I'm like, you know what? I have a day scheduled for that. And I tuck that away, make a list. And then when I get to that day, I'm like, okay, I'm going to write some blog posts. I'm going to do some social. This is going to be my day to focus on Jen Davis design. And that has helped me kind of compartmentalize a little bit. Um, And it's been it's been awesome.
0: Yes, you guys, if you are not doing CEO days or even just, you know, period of a day. A morning, an evening. Yeah, Um, I actually do every other Tuesday for like an hour or two. Sometimes I need more, sometimes I need less. But if you guys aren't doing CEO days or something similar to that, then we highly recommend that you do. Because one thing that really set me apart from the beginning of my design studio career to where I am now is being intentional. And that comes from having those CEO times where you are very strategic about what do I need to do? Like, what's my goal where I'm at now? What do I need to do to get to this other point of my goal and like really reach it and do milestones and everything like that? We could probably do a whole episode on that, and maybe even bring on my um, business coach to talk about CEOs. Oh,
1: let's do for it. Sure. Get ready, yeah. guys. <laughs> Season two is going to be balling. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, Giselle, I am so excited to hear about your time saving tips because you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. So, so go for it.
0: for For those of you that think that you can't possibly work for yourself or you know not be accountable like on your own. I was the epitome of procrastination and not being able to do things on my own. When I was in high school, my art teacher told me, just like, you should consider being a freelancer sometime. And I just laughed at her like, no, there's no way that that would be for me. And since then, you know, years later, like almost 10 years later, uh, I am like really good at it now. And it's amazing. And um, I'm, I'm so super proud, proud of, of that because I did not. Yeah, I did not start off that way at all and um so if you guys are struggling with that or need any tips like we're more than happy to to send you guys over some tips on facebook groups but um right now because i'm still like figuring it out with my new environment here in sedona um, i'm like trying some things out but what i know for sure that works for me is that at the start of each week uh, whether it's like a sunday night if i have time or uh monday morning I go on ClickUp to see all of the projects that I have going on and the ones that require my attention this week, like they, we need deliverables or we need to hit a milestone or something like that, I write them down on paper and then um, I have like a little column. So I have a column that's like for the client and then the column that says like what the project deliverable or milestone is. And then I have a column um, of like who works on it. So if it's me or one of my designers. Uh, so to hand it off to them. And then I have a column of like where the what the status is on that or like when I need to, to get it done by. So I prioritize like what needs to get done first and last. And then based off of that, I, I schedule them into the days of the week. So if I have a website review this week, but it's not till like Thursday, but I have like a logo concept that I need to like start creating, um, then But I need to like do it sooner because then, you know, I don't want to procrastinate it. Then I like schedule it for Tuesday or something. And so similar to you, Jen, like every day I have like the goals of the day. Um, I have three goals for client work and then I have three goals for admin work, which is what I just call like internal like Wander Design stuff, like reply to this email from the client or, you know, send something to another client or like pay an invoice or something like that. Mm -hmm. Those are like my little admin ones. Like I just do three. And um, if I have time to do more, then I'll do more. But those are my only concern are those three. And then for the client ones, too, like I have those three. And um, and then every morning I like cross off on my paper. I like cross off what's been done or I move things around depending. So you always have to be flexible and like realistic.
1: Yes. Being realistic is the biggest struggle, probably, of my time management journey.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you just, you know, you just learn through experience. I think that's basically it for the week. So then by the end of the week, like my goal above all these little goals (laughs) is to finish earlier in the week than later so that by Friday, I have a lot more free time so that it could go either two ways. One is catch up on things that I didn't get to do earlier in the week. Or two, if I'm already caught up, then I just get to get off work early.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. Like we have the power to give ourselves time off, which is a blessing and a yes. curse. And it's something that we can use to our advantage um, as kind of like a little carrot on a stick, you know, if <laughs> yeah. I get this done, and then like, I'm going to have some free time on Friday morning to, you know, go take yoga. Or if you're Giselle, go climb. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a climbing queen, you know, like it's it's really, really, really cool being the, the boss of yourself. Yeah. Being your own boss. It's amazing.
0: If it helps giving yourself something to look forward to. Like if I get all of these things done before noon on Friday, then I'm going to treat myself out to like a big lunch with my friends or my husband or something. Yes. Doing whatever you need to do to put that carrot in front of you.
1: Yes, of course. (laughs) I mean, like self-motivation is like a muscle that I feel like you need to flex and practice. And it's not something that's just going to happen overnight. It's something that you're going to have to work at every single day, um, but you get better at it. Um, just like just like time management, just like design, you know, just like talking to clients, just like anything, you know, you got to practice.
0: Yes, exactly. Another thing that I do is time blocking days of the week. For example, I don't schedule any calls on Wednesdays so that I can really focus on doing client work. Um Another thing too, like I was saying, you know, Monday mornings could be my, you know, scheduling, I guess like my project management time. And then Tuesday morning is like my CEO time. Like those are like time blocking. And if for some reason I don't need to do any of that, then I just fill that in with other things on my schedule. So, you know, being flexible with that. I don't have like a very rigorous schedule. So, and it changes per week. Sometimes, you know, I have other things going on, but I've been playing around with one where I like a time block so that I can go climb in the morning and then come home by like 11 in the morning and then get my workday started.
1: That's so great. But now it's
0: getting way too cold to do that.
1: It started (laughs) getting cold here too. Oh my goodness. I had to walk my dog and actually wait until the sun came up. Oh Uh, (laughs) Yep. Yep. And then the last thing is uh, I use screen time on my
0: iPhone. Um, I think Androids have or, you know, other phones have something similar. So you just set uh, rules of what time of day you can't allow yourself to get into certain apps so you don't delete them. But again, like,
1: oh, you know what? I need to try that.
0: Yeah. So you can still break it because let's say I don't want to get on Instagram from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Then on screen time, I set that rule like don't allow me to open Instagram from this time to that time. So then when I go on Instagram mindlessly and I click on the app, it'll the screen time thing will pop up and it will say, you know, this is blocked until this time. But there's a button there that says uh, to allow yourself to do it anyway.
1: Oh, OK, yeah, because sometimes I communicate with clients through Instagram. So that's good. I need that reminder. I need someone to be like, nope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's
0: more of a reminder than it to actually like completely just be off your phone. It's like a Hey, you said that you weren't gonna be on here. That is so <laughs> good. Here. I can't believe
1: that I haven't started using that yet.
0: So it kind of makes you feel bad. <laughs>
1: no, because honestly, deleting and redownloading the app every time like it makes me feel like a crazy person. I'm like, I should be able to yeah. freaking control my impulses. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I can, I can post like a little tutorial on it because I know I had one a while ago on my Instagram. I can put it on our um, better Instagram highlights or something. Yes, you can put some stuff
1: like that. Please in there. do. Yeah. yeah, I know. If you're crazy like us and can't stop checking instagram here's how to literally force yourself not <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> have fun <like>. yeah
0: <laughs> so what i use it for is from i think it's like 10 p.m till 8 or 9 a.m i can't check my email and i can't go on certain apps um there are apps that i do like to go to like youtube yeah <laughs> i love watching me too like the news on youtube and yes. things like that so anyway those are all of my time management tips that i can think of um, so I guess we can move forward to our awesome. inbox question.
1: Yeah, no, those are great. I, yeah, I'm i like, I know I started out this episode saying I'm such a nerd about time management. I love hearing like, okay, what do you do in your day? Like I literally get so excited. <laughs> and so I'm hoping that you guys, like your interest will be piqued when you see the title of this episode because just hearing the way another person schedules their day or, you know, like their little time management tips or whatever, like those are the ways that I ended up getting to the place where i am now is because i heard other people talking about their experiences yeah. and what they do and like the another reason why we started this podcast because we right. just sit at home and don't have any kind of like interaction you know if you're working from home yeah being able to like hear these little windows into someone else's life it's like ooh like what she does this okay i might try that you know try it see if it works for you it might not things some things might not work for you you're like oh you know, like once, like only two things at the beginning of every day, that's like not enough for me, you know, like tailor it and like, remember like how that works. And honestly, like my time management and my days look different probably every month because I'm always changing and trying new things. And like Giselle was talking about flexibility. That is so huge. And not only our day-to-day stuff, but being flexible in terms of like, you know, allowing yourself to try new things, um, even if something has worked for you for a while. So
0: Yeah. And like Jen said earlier on this episode, too, you know, we have to give ourselves grace and not let ourselves run our own selves down to the ground, because, you know, if we face burnout, we're not going to want to do anything for a few days. Like we basically have to recover. And that's like that is totally not time efficient. Yeah, exactly. So taking care of yourself, not giving yourself like an insane amount of workload every day, like Jen and I do two to three goals a day. Like. That we found is what we manage and what works really well for us so that we do not burn out because it's a marathon. It's not a race. And Mm -hmm. you have to like pace yourself. You know, I'm one of those people that especially, you know, like I was saying earlier, I had a lot of learning to do to get to where I am today. And one of the things that I would constantly do was go too fast and then burn myself out. And it was awful. Like it just didn't work for me. I didn't enjoy it. It didn't make me any more time efficient or anything like that. So if you're doing that, please can reconsider yes. and uh, try some of our tips.
1: Yes, I know. I mean, I know how hard it can be to walk away from an artboard where something's not working, um, mm-hmm. or in, you're in the middle yeah. of a project and you're not happy with what you've made so far. That is what. That's my pitfall. That's where I throw out my time management and I like go crazy. And it's you know midnight and I'm staring at my screen and I like moving these pixels around. I'm like. oh, it's just not working it's like walk away let it be and get back to those little tips <laughs> let, it be. let it be yeah but like get back to those little tips i mean whether or not you try anything that we suggested get back to okay like you know tomorrow's a new day i'm going to set my schedule i'm going to pick my two things i'm going to set my timer and my screen time or whatever and I'm like gonna mm-hmm. get back on the bandwagon because you will fall off the bandwagon. Yes. You will fall off the time management bandwagon. If there's one thing I can guarantee if you're going too fast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you go too fast. Yeah. And then the wagon tips over, it. like, oh, metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love metaphors. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, speaking of actually, that reminds me with the time blocking. Um, a lot of us, you know, brand designers, we have we're juggling big projects and I don't know about you guys, but for me, I tend to like want to get things done as quickly as possible. Like I was saying earlier, and that's something that I have to fight like to this day, I still have to fight with myself. A few of you, uh, I think have asked this actually in one of our inbox questions. If you don't know how to juggle projects and like how many clients to bring on and things like that, um, really just like set these time blocks in your day. You know, if you have if you're juggling three brands that you're designing, then you should Schedule like a time period for each one of them so that you can move all three of them along. And, but you really do have to say, okay, you know, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., I'm going to work on this one brand and then stop and take your break. Maybe it's your lunch break. Maybe it's a 15 minute break. Make sure to take breaks and stretch (laughs) and then, and then hop on the next one and do that for a little time block and then stop and then hop on the next one. And that way, every day you are progressing on all three of them as opposed to, you know, getting carried away with one of them and then realizing, oh, dang, I only worked on one and I didn't work on the other two and it's Wednesday, you know? Right. And then you like start to freak out. I think another
1: thing that can help with situations like that too is when you onboard new clients, set start dates that are like tiered. Yes. So don't set three clients to start at the same time on the same week. I actually just did this. I just booked a new client for Brandon Webb and... I know that right now I'm working. Another, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm working <laughs> on another website and I'm working on a couple brands right now. I just do not have the bandwidth. But I sent her the questionnaire um, for her to work on for about two weeks, and we're going to be starting in a, in a couple weeks. And so I know that by mm. that time I will have you know solidified um, mock-ups for this website that I'm doing. I will have you know finished some brand strategies so that I can jump into that project and start doing her brand strategy without thinking about three other brand strategies that I'm doing at the same time.
0: Yes, yeah, that's really good advice.
1: We keep on thinking of like these little things. Like guys, why can't we just hang out all day and like chat about design? (laughs) (laughs) We
0: we are going to have an episode, all Q&As about the things that we've seen come up again and again. So we're going to do this like for a full episode. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be amazing. Get
1: ready. (laughs) All right, so let's close out this episode with our inbox question. So Isabella Humphrey asks, I am having trouble finding a style. I love so many different design styles and have many inspiration boards, but I feel like since I'm a beginner, I still haven't found my way. How did you both figure this out for yourself? Um, Giselle, did you want to speak to that a little bit?
0: Sure. Um, So I, that was a really big struggle for me as well when I started out and um, I have an art background. So I used to consider myself an artist (laughs) and um, I started off in fine art and One of the ways that you learn through that is by copying the masters. So you literally like repaint something that you see on a museum and things like that. And you do all sorts of different styles. And so as a graphic designer, I started doing that with everything that inspired me. I would just recreate something similar. And have it like, you know, in your student portfolio, whatever, like just have it internally. If you're going to sell something like a service or whatever, don't copy other people's work. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it as a practice for yourself, you know, keep it for yourself. Um, Always credit the person if you're going to share that on Instagram or something. But um, yeah, that's how I started off trying out different styles, almost like an outfit. You know, does this feel right? Like, can I walk around like in this confidently? Yes. (laughs) And the more you do something, just like. Everything in life really. Like the more you do something, the more clarity and the better you will become at it. And you'll soon enough realize that you are creating your own style. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I think somebody commented on my style and said, like, Oh, I love that your style is very this and that. And I realized, whoa, like, I have a style.
1: Yes. That's an amazing moment. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like before you know it, you end up having a style. And um, it really just comes from practice and just doing what feels right to you as opposed to just you forcing yourself to to have a style. Um, it'll just come naturally over time and experience. Yes,
1: I completely agree with everything you said. I don't think I could have said anything better. Um, I found my style by just you know, following other designers and looking at their work and then noticing what type of designer I just enjoy looking at their stuff more. Notice when you see something and, you know, like, wow, I love how modern and clean that is. Or wow, I love how ornate the illustration is. You know, maybe you're a designer who has other skills like hand lettering or something that you can bring in to make that style more unique. Like um, maybe it's your niche that it's going to be the driver behind your style. You know, maybe you design for a specific type of client and they like respond really well to, you know, more masculine, bold designs. Maybe you're more feminine and use more scripts, you know, like allow your audience to, you know, inspire you. I think that's really important. It's really something that you just have to explore on your own. Start getting in touch with just the projects that light you up where you just can't, like wait to get out of bed and start working on something like those are the type of projects and you know the type of work that is gonna be what ends up being your style because Mm -hmm. projects where I get to just completely be myself like designing my own website maybe I just redesign my website so much because it's just so fun for me because I get to work in exactly my style you know so just take note of those things um and I think that will help you too and Don't be hard on yourself if you feel like you haven't found it yet because it's not some, just like everything else, it's not something that can happen for you overnight. It's going to be more valuable to you in the long run if it's something that's developed over a lot of time because you're going to have that nice kind of root in that style rather than, oh, I guess I'm going to, you know, be a retro um, minimalist designer. It's like, okay, well, (laughs) why? You know, like think about the why. Always think about the why. Yes. All
0: right. Well, that wraps up. I mean, we have a million other things we want to say, but we got to cut it.
1: Yes, I know. We sw- we would just talk all day if we, you know, didn't have a time limit, but we hope you guys enjoyed yeah. all of the tips and tricks that we shared and we'll probably do a post in the Facebook group about um, just giving you guys an opportunity to share your time management tips. So if you're not in the Facebook group, go ahead and hop in. We have some amazing conversations in there. Yes. Awesome. See you guys there. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. And we'd be forever grateful if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We bet you've got designer friends who'd enjoy it too. So share it with them.
0: If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly
1: or are interested in a guest interview slot, reach out at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. There are so many amazing conversations happening inside our Facebook community. We'd love to hang out with you in there. Search for Better the Brand Designer Podcast to join us. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast
0: and each other.